Welcome to Soul Searching Out Space, a space to remember who you truly are, who you came here to be, and what you came here to do. To be crystal clear going from black and white thinking to full color HD, working from the inside out, reclaiming your power, waking up to your inherent wholeness, aligning soul, heart, mind, and body. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. We are continuing the conversation of boundaries. In the previous episode, we explored what boundaries are and some of the fears and blocks that come up when we set boundaries. Let's do a quick recap. So boundaries differentiate who I am, what I think, what I feel, and what I do from everyone around me and who they are, what they think, what they feel, and what they do. That's what a boundary is. It's a limit. As mentioned, I like to imagine our boundaries as gardens. There's my garden and there's your garden. I tend to my garden and you tend to your garden. There's a gate and I can allow people in and out. The same goes for emotions, feelings, thoughts, opinions, values, and so on. We have a choice. We choose what we allow into our space and what we don't. If we don't have boundaries, we allow people to trespass and they might rearrange our garden in a way that they think it's best. Imagine if someone walked into your home without your permission. You have a choice. You get to decide who enter your home and who cannot. You are responsible for your garden and other people are responsible for their garden. When you have a relationship, any kind of relationship, there is now another garden, a mutual garden, the garden of you and the other person. So you each have your own garden. Let's call your garden, garden number one, and the other person's garden, garden number three. Your mutual garden is garden number two. Garden number two is your relationship with the other person. You are fully responsible for your garden, so you're only responsible for your garden and how the relationship works, but you have to let go of the control of the other person and let them have responsibility for their own actions. If you are choosing to meet the needs of the other person, tending their garden before taking care of your own, you are spending your precious life force energy against your highest good and against theirs because you can only control garden number one and you can only interact with garden number two. You don't get to change the other person and they don't get to change you either. It's important to start small and set ourselves up for success. And we also explored three action steps to start your boundary journey if you feel called. The first step was to cultivate the self-awareness. 
identifying and listing your most commonly crossed boundaries with yourself and others. Step two was clarity on what boundary you want to set. What is your goal and motive behind setting this boundary? And step three was what fears do you have around setting the boundary? Who do you want to be and what do you want to do? That was a quick recap. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I invite you to do that as we dive deeper into the topic. In this episode, we will explore how to actually set a boundary and some of the things to consider before, during, and after boundary setting. So this stage of communicating the boundary and setting the boundary can get very messy as we are making what's unfamiliar familiar. So our ego will challenge us to keep us in what is familiar. Our boundary setting may not land well. We may not have set it in the right tone and all kinds of things. But we have to be kind to ourselves and remember to keep going. Boundaries can feel very scary, but it's important to remember that boundaries is an act of self-love. When we are talking about boundaries, we are talking about healing the relationship with ourselves. Knowing makes no difference. It's what we make with the knowing, with the awareness, that makes the difference. So the first three action steps hopefully gave you more clarity around where you might be stuck and which fears you may have around setting boundaries. Really be honest with yourself and it's really important to look at what you're gaining from your lack of boundaries. Be willing to really look at this and face yourself. Maybe as you were following these steps, you felt very strong emotions and you may have felt the desire to pull away because maybe you don't know how to set boundaries. It's natural when we feel violated and we want to pull away because we don't feel like we have the skills yet to engage in a way that feels healthy for us. Which is why we explore the conflicting messages that are getting in the way of actually setting the boundaries. Boundary setting can be very challenging. So I really honor you for being here. There are so many layers to boundaries and boundaries have everything to do with you, you and your relationship with yourself. If you are new to setting boundaries and practicing boundaries, I really invite you to start with setting boundaries with yourself because the empowerment that we give ourselves when we create new boundaries and we stand in them, even when it's uncomfortable and then create change, it motivates us to continue. Remember that boundaries is an act of self-love. 
So the person you need to forgive the most right now is yourself. Let's start with boundaries with yourself. Some boundaries are as simple as a change in how you manage your energies and doesn't necessarily require a conversation with another person. These boundaries can be navigated simply and don't really require explanation. So it could be not answering your phone when people call at inconvenient times. It could be leaving emails or texts unanswered until you have the energy. It could be choosing how and when you spend time with people. It could be choosing what kind of things you want to consume. It could be unfollowing people on social media. People who make you feel or think less of yourself, who you compare yourself to. Anyone who just is taking up energetic space in your field. Remember your field, you are letting everything in. You are consenting to it when you follow it, when you comment on it, and when you participate in it. You are an energetic being and everything that comes into your space is taking up energetic space. It's taking up your space. Do you have strong internal and external boundaries? You need to get into your own energetic space and you need to feel your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own being. And you cannot do that when you are entangled in other people's energies and everybody else's agendas and wants and needs and desires and more. Whatever is the hardest for you to let go of, that's the one that you need to let go of the most. And we need to practice and see how we feel when we are not entangled in other people's energies. And these examples don't necessarily require communication, but others do. So hopefully you have some clarity about what kind of boundary you want to set. So let's reflect and decide some things in advance before communicating and setting a boundary with other people. This will help us feel confident and comfortable and stay true to ourselves. So what are your negotiables and what are your non-negotiables? First, you have to negotiate with yourself. And you must know what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. Let's say you found out your partner shared some very intimate things about you with one of their friends. And non-negotiable boundary could be you cannot share personal or private details about me or our relationship. A negotiable boundary could be 
you can share things that I have agreed on and feel comfortable and safe with you sharing. Let's say you have a partner who expresses their anger in a in an unsafe and unhealthy way. Their anger was valid, but it was expressed in an unhealthy way and made you feel unsafe. So a non-negotiable boundary could be that they don't throw things or yell at you when they get angry. A negotiable boundary could be that they can express their anger as long as they express it in another room and it is not directed at you. How can you create a safe space for both of you and what would that look like? Consequences are not always necessary, but if they are, decide them in advance. When using consequences and ultimatums, make sure your motive is to love, not to control, and never share a consequence you're not prepared to use. Because if you do and you don't use it, the person's going to realize that you're not serious about your boundaries and it's going to be harder for you. So what are your consequences if they do not respect your boundary? What will you do if there is a willingness to negotiate from the other person? And what if there is no willingness to negotiate? Do you want to create a consequence? Will you talk about the consequence or will it be a consequence, consequence you don't talk about? This is up to you, but it's important to have the clarity and to make the decision before you communicate your boundary. When you begin to create boundaries and do things differently, you will most likely face tension. And therefore, it's important to be aware of these things in advance. Notice if the other person takes the time to want to understand why you have the boundary in the first place and be curious about your experience. Are they responding from a place of love or are they reacting from a place of fear? Noticing that can sometimes help us be a little more willing to negotiate. But if someone is unwilling and does not make space for what is important to us, then it's up to us what we will do next and be next. And if we see this as a red flag, you can't force people to respect your boundaries you must be willing to accept how they react or respond while staying firm in your boundaries and remember why you're setting the boundary in the first place. You don't have to cut people out. People 
choose to live our lives when they don't accept the boundaries we have set. And there's a huge difference between setting a boundary that shifts a relationship and choosing to cut them out harshly because they don't understand our boundaries. We shift our boundaries and allow them the opportunity to shift the relationship. It's their choice how the relationship goes from there, but also our responsibility to honor ourselves. Before setting a boundary, we also want to get clear on following. What role did you have in the relationship? Do they love you for you or love you for your compliance? We've defined the role and a lot of people have come to rely on us for filling that role in a very particular way. We might even be told that we should feel bad by the person who is expecting us to do otherwise. It's our internal work and our internal responsibility, whether that's grounding ourselves in the present moment, bringing our awareness to our breath, using our senses, using our bodies, setting boundary, setting yourself up to succeed, getting clear on what your boundaries are, communicating them and then managing your own internal world because this is new and unfamiliar. This is your responsibility. How will you approach people who are questioning your boundaries? Usually it's a much more of an indicator of how your behavior is making them feel. Typically it relates to them. It's our work to separate ourselves we don't have to explain and people don't have to understand. This is the practice of being misunderstood. Not everyone is going to get it and it's not your job to defend yourself to other people. You know what's best for you regardless of how other people think or feel about it. Here are some questions to reflect and gain more clarity. How is the lack of boundary keeping you from love? How does this boundary help you love better? How would you like boundaries to be presented to you? How do you want the other person to feel at the end of this conversation? How do you want to feel after the end of this conversation? How do you know when someone has responded well to your boundaries? What makes them feel safe again to you? What is your safety protocol? 
how will you come back to yourself, to your center, regardless of what happens when you have communicated your boundary? How will you stay strong with your boundaries in the beginning stages? What are some of the things you need to be aware of so that you are free from falling into the traps of the ego? Are you willing to grieve the loss of how things were for how they could be? Remember to stay in your power, taking full ownership of your energies. The way you approach the conversation is your responsibility. The words you speak are your responsibility and your reaction is your responsibility. Stay firm and remember their response is not your responsibility. Keep firm internal boundaries. Ultimately, they have their right to their reaction. They have the right to feel however they feel about the boundary and that's not yours to fix. Sometimes we act out of alignment because setting boundaries is unfamiliar. That's where role-playing and practicing can help us feel more safe and confident. Role-playing can be really helpful in the beginning. Do you have a safe person with whom you can practice setting boundaries? Or are you willing to practice with yourself in the mirror? Speaking the words out loud will help you feel more confident teaching your body and nervous system that setting boundaries is something you want to make familiar and eventually it will feel safe. When we speak the words out loud, we can hear ourselves say it and then we can adjust accordingly. And the more you make this familiar, the more you're going to believe that you deserve this and that you're worthy of this. So role playing is not an attempt to control the outcome. So we're not going to be like, okay, so when they say this, I'm going to say that. We are not trying to control and plan out the future. All that we are doing is control what we are responsible for. And that is being clear on what we need and be brave enough to communicate it. Notice the tone of voice when you communicate the boundary. We can apologize for the way that we deliver the boundary, but we don't take away the boundary in doing so. Let's go back to the garden example. Garden number two is your mutual garden, your relationship with the other person. Garden number two is where you define what the relationship look like, where the boundaries are set. As you set the boundary, you are responsible for garden number one, your own garden, and the other person is responsible for garden number three, their garden. You both define what your relationship looks like, 
Now, this comes with a lot of conversation. This comes with expressing what you what your expectations are, what you need. And sometimes the other person is going to be either willing or unwilling or unable to meet your needs, requests, and so on. And sometimes they are willing. Sometimes you can make it work, but it all depends on both of you. What you are doing is saying, hey, I want to redefine our relationship, our garden. Would you like to enter into this relationship, this garden with me? So you can define the relationship and ask them to enter. And it's their choice to enter. And they can redefine the relationship and ask you to enter. And it's your choice to enter. So communicating to someone what we are doing, why we're setting the boundary can go a long way in giving them the information they might need to navigate the situation accordingly. If they could understand why you're doing things differently and understand that it's with that person's best interest at heart, as well as your own, you would be surprised at how much more that can help people get on board. You are the one who needs to keep track of what's the limit for you. So if the boundary is crossed, even after you have communicated, you are the one who needs to decide what needs to happen next. There's no right or wrong. It all comes down to what's true for you. People may feel hurt. Acknowledge that hurt. It's important. But also acknowledge this is what's happening. This doesn't work for me. This is what I'm going to do next as a result of it. So now that we have some of the basics in place, let's explore some of the ways to communicate your boundary. Communicate the boundary in a way that you would like a boundary to be presented. So here is the communicating boundary framework. Desire. Communicate your love and desire for the relationship and why this conversation is important. Feelings. Keep your focus on your feelings and behavior and use I feel statements. And stay clear of blaming, shaming, and making judgments of the other person. Request. Make a simple and clear request. Focus. It's important to remember to focus on how you will begin to respond differently in the future instead of focusing on the other person. Consequence. Express the consequence if necessary and remember to never express a consequence you aren't ready to use. Remind them of your love for them and why you're setting this boundary. The more clearly you communicate, the better you set yourself and your relationship up for successful change. So you don't necessarily need to go through the whole boundary framework depends on the situation and what you feel. 
So let's go through some examples so you can tune in and feel what feels best for you, what resonates with you. Let's say a coworker keeps asking you to go somewhere even when you have already said no. You can simply say, I don't like being pressured after I said no. Or with the partner who gets angry and yells at you, you could say something like, I am grateful for our relationship and I love you. I wanted to talk to you about something so our relationship can grow even stronger and more loving. I understand you get angry and you're allowed to have those feelings and emotions that come up for you. When you get angry and yell and call me names, I feel very unsafe and disrespected. And I understand that this may not be your intention. In the future, if you continue to yell at me and direct your anger at me, I'm going to leave the room because it affects my desire to spend time with you. Our relationship means so much to me and our ability to safely work through our problems and challenges makes me feel so safe and I hope that you can understand that this is important to me. Another example could be that you have a friend who makes fun of your looks. So you could say something like, I appreciate you and our friendship and I want to talk to you about something so our friendship can grow even stronger. When you consistently make fun of my looks, I feel very small and disrespected. And I understand you may not be aware of this and this may not be your intention. In the future, I would like to avoid talking about my looks. If commenting on my looks happens again, I will remove myself from our conversation and not engage. I am making these changes so that we can maintain our friendship as I really care about you. I hope you can understand that this is important to me. The key with non-negotiable boundaries and negotiable boundaries and creating a negotiable boundary is really about this healthy and constant negotiation practice. All relationships involve a healthy and constant negotiation process, but negotiation involves both sides stretching to find a middle ground that works. Negotiation is not a one-sided experience. Both people have to be working towards a solution that works for both people. It's a practice of teamwork. Now that you have communicated your boundary, that's when it's important to sit with the discomfort because it's going to be real. Even though you have practice, there is going to be uncomfortable feelings because this is new and this is unfamiliar. And this is because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Feelings like shame, guilt, regret, confusion, and more will come up. And you must sit with it and be with the feelings without trying to fix or save 
something. Your ego will convince you to panic, regret, and take back what you have said because it is uncomfortable and unfamiliar and unsafe to the ego. Come back to your breath. Rest your mind on your breath. This is why we practice coming back to the breath because if coming back to the breath is rooted, then when you are under stress, you will remember that this is a tool you can come back to. So you don't wait to practice this until when you are stressed. You practice this every day. It's very simple and that's probably why a lot of people don't take it seriously because it is so simple. But practice this daily to ensure that the habit is rooted. We want to use it when we don't need it so that we have it when we do need it. Come back to your safety protocol. Ensure that you are making appropriate choices that are aligned with your true self. What was that safety protocol that you reflected on? How do you want to show up for yourself and center yourself? This is where practicing centering ourselves come in. This is why we work with the centers within the center before doing this work. Because then you know what you need depending on how you react. So instead of reacting, you are choosing to respond. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I invite you to do so. Especially episode 13, The Observer. Before communicating your boundaries. Because sitting with the discomfort can be really uncomfortable if we don't know how to align with our highest truth. By centering yourself, you can just be and remember to honor yourself as the discomfort comes to the surface. The ego will be like, Oh no, I ruined everything. I messed up. I disappointed them. I hurt their feelings. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, let me take all of this back. Let me undo this. Each time you feel the emotions and the feelings and remember that it only takes 90 seconds before the energy moves through and you continue to come back to your breath and your why why you are setting the boundary in the first place. All the work that you did prior to actually communicating the boundary. Notice how much the ego will try to convince you to go back to what is familiar. Be kind and patient. Notice the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations. And remember to come back to your breath. See if you can notice how the other person is handling their feelings. You're not going to take on those feelings. You're just going to notice. And you're going to understand that 
you disrupted the system, which is why ego is in alert mode. Free yourself from abandoning yourself. Know that it is safe to stay with yourself. We abandon ourselves when things get uncomfortable. Notice the loop. What other stories ego is telling you? Come back to your body. Develop a healthy connection with yourself because the other layer is the internal boundary. So developing a relationship with our body that is secure and then centering ourselves and remembering that space where you feel like you can be fully in all of your space. Journal and remember to come back to yourself and spend time in solitude and come back to your true nature and your essence and remind yourself of your goal again and your why. Why did you set this boundary? And also reflect, did things go as you thought they would? What changed? Is there anything you would do differently? Why? Why not? How? Remember, it's not your job to convince others of what you need. It's your job to get clear on what you need and then learn to settle for nothing less. Stepping into a higher more authentic version of yourself takes courage, takes vulnerability. It's really challenging. It's messy, but it's totally worth, worth it because you are worth it. So keep practicing, keep showing up for yourself and honor yourself. And most of all, just keep going. And remember, practice makes progress. Something else I want to explore is that part of boundary work is honoring boundaries of others. It's important to remember that while we are not trying to fix or change or manipulate somebody else with our boundaries, other people's boundaries aren't personal either. We are in relationship with people so that we can grow and learn and hopefully support them where they are in their journey. But it doesn't have to look like our boundaries. When we violate people's boundaries, we are creating feelings of them not being safe, not feeling seen, not feeling important. So when you can acknowledge that you want for them to feel seen and safe and understood, that can immediately touch on the pain point that they are experiencing. If you have been the one to cross someone's boundary, what you can do is to say, your boundaries are really important to me. 
your needs are really important to me and your limits. And I really want you to feel safe with me. I may need your support around this. I may need your guidance and I'm open and willing. I would love for you to communicate and please let me know if I do cross your boundary. I want to learn. I want you to feel safe and just really acknowledging that. And hopefully this will create an opening on the other side where they are realizing that this is a process, but you are willing. You are, you are willing to be a team player. I know there is a lot of preparation and reflection, but this is really to set you up for success and to feel as confident as possible as boundary setting are so unfamiliar to us. So here are your action steps if you feel called. Step one, negotiable, non-negotiable and consequence. Be clear on your non-negotiables and negotiables and your consequences and whether you are open to compromise before you present your boundary. Step two, reflect on your role in the relationship before and after. How do you want the other person to feel? How do you want to feel? What is your safety protocol? How will you return to the center of your being and the present moment, regardless of what happens as you're communicating your boundary? How will you stay strong with your boundaries in the beginning stages? Step three, practice makes progress. Are you willing to practice with a safe person or in front of a mirror and speaking out loud to make boundary setting familiar? Communicating new boundaries takes practice, so planning ahead and practice are key in the beginning. Step four, communicating boundaries. Communicate the boundary in a way that you would like a boundary to be presented. Communicate your love and desire for a healthy relationship and why this conversation is important. Keep your focus on your feelings and behavior and use I feel statements and stay clear of blaming, shaming, and making judgments. Make a simple and clear request. It's important to remember to focus on how you will begin to respond differently in the future instead of focusing on the other person. Express the consequence if necessary and remember to never express a consequence you aren't ready to use. Remind them of the love and why you're setting the boundary. The more clearly you communicate the boundary, the better you set yourself and your relationship up for successful change. Step five, sitting with the discomfort and returning to your center and the present moment, regardless of what happens. Step six, reflect and journal on your experience. What resonated with you and what are you going to be and do about it? I know how challenging setting boundaries can be. So if you would like support with setting boundaries or practice setting boundaries, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll add the link in the show notes. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for your presence. I look forward to being with you again.
I am sending you so much love and until next time, may you remember that to love yourself is to listen to yourself.